destroyed, defiled, dead. The Grey Lady could not protect him. Her indifference to the plight of her followers is delicious. If only they all knew what exquisite despair met them at the end of their days, when they find their cries for help will be answered with deafening silence. She cares not as long as the cycle remains complete. Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and with me is half of the original party still living. It's Not me. less than half. I, I'm one of them. I'm one of them too, but it's less than half because math, right? No, because Kashak technically was not true. Kashak, well, he might be dead. What do we know? That's true. Or if he just That's died true. down there. <laughs> Bill's going to assume true. he's dead. You know, he might have died because it's like the third day of his his uh, of his exp- expedition. So he might be dead. Who knows? Yeah, Kashak, if you're out there listening, send us a sign. What you, the audience, don't know is that I, in fact, died in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor came up here and murdered me. You are hearing the sounds of a dead man. Ooh. I'm a third level <laughs> necromancer, and it didn't take very well, honestly. He's really gross looking. Joke's on you. I always look this way. <laughs> How fortuitous of you to get him to record all of this before you killed him. Yeah, right? Right, exactly. Years in the making. It's the amount of foresight and, and dedication that goes into the production of this podcast. You're welcome, listener. <laughs> <sighs> So how's it going, guys? It's actually been a while since we recorded because Raymond ditched us for a week. Guys, And the week before that, Mother Nature decided fuck you to Jake and killed his power the night we were going to record. Oh, do you want to know the best part, too? It was literally just my block in this entire neighborhood. It was just (laughs) this block in the middle of it. Everywhere around me had power just fine. Jeez. That's weird because you're like a block from the main drag. I am fucking aware. (laughs) <laughs> that's nuts <laughs> i am aware it was very annoying i mean how first world of me to complain about not having power for like four well, i mean it was the better part of like 10 hours but it was frustrating that it was you know going to be when we were recording yeah like yeah. you say first world problem but this is lansing we're talking about like yeah that's a good point <laughs> it's an energy infrastructure that can only be compared with belarus <laughs> like you know, fortunately, it's not something I'll have to worry about uh, after this recording, probably. So, Ooh, well, is it after this recording or after next recording? I guess it, it kind of depends. I guess it depends on the next time we yeah. record. But within the next two weeks, I won't live in Lansing anymore. Fuck this place. I hate Damn. this city. Sorry, Lanstronauts. Was <laughs> that Lanstronauts? Oh, yeah. What a no stupid way. name. <laughs> no fucking way. That's a dumb name. Oh. I mean, the, the, that's the, the dumbest the, thing I've ever heard. I've heard a lot of dumb stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know what you expected, man. You think this town had a lot going for it? Do you think there were a lot of great minds here? I don't know, man. <laughs> Steven Seagal is from here, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so is Magic Johnson. Huh? Yeah. You're not helping the case. My grandma danced Shut with up. Magic Johnson once. Matthew Lillard is from Lansing. Yeah, so Matthew Lillard's from Lansing. I love Matthew Lillard. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Hopefully, by the time this uh, this goes to air, the Houston Astros will have won the World Series again. So, fingers crossed for that. Sports ball moment. If they cheat. Shut up. <laughs>
but come outside your house and banks of trash cans. <laughs> That's right. Hey, guess just take just ask if my team is in any of the uh, playoffs. What is your team? Are they in any of the playoffs? The answer is no. <laughs> Not even close. The Angels. We haven't been oh, in the playoffs God. since 2011. Oh no. Oh, 11 or 12, something like that. Yeah, it's it's sports knowledge. Mm. Yeah, we're very bad. Mm. Very Whatever. Bad. Uh, the uh, Astros is their second year in a row, I think, going to the mm-hmm. World Series, and it's their fourth year in six that they made it to the ALCS. So they're a great team. They're they're pretty dominant. It's a good team. They're it's all good team. they're all being held on Jose Altuve's teeny tiny shoulders. He is so tiny. He's, <laughs> he's smaller than me. He's probably Micah size. To be honest, he is my he is Micah size. He's just broader. Speaking of Micah, I wonder if this is what I. You must be feeling right now whatever I feel like when you start talking about physics. How they're talking about sports. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> yeah. It's like all these acronyms and names and Mike is just nodding and like, mm-hmm, yes. I think the only acronym I did was the ALCS, or ALCS American League yeah. Champion Series. Uh-huh. Yeah, even with that, that that's beyond me. I don't know that's that fine. I don't know a whole lot about baseball, but whenever Astros make it this far, I study up real quick. Yeah. After I get off of this recording, I'm going to a store to buy a jersey for my son because tomorrow's supposed to be Astros Spirit Day and I didn't know about that. And even oh. if I did, I've been sick as a dog for the past two days, so I couldn't have gotten anything. Orbit, the uh, official, the official Astros um, mascot Orbit is going to be at the school tomorrow. Oh, so nice. That'll be fun. I guess it's a pretty big deal. I don't know. Yeah. Orbit, for all of you who are not aware, is a horrible spacefaring abomination. <laughs> yes, he is. He's pretty Just terrifying. Google Orbit. It's a terrifying oh. mascot. I have to look at this real quick. He's as, I mean, he's as bad as the Phillies mascot. Let's be real. Yeah, he is. Phillies mascot is really bad. He's pretty terrifying. They're both yeah. terrifying. They're another level. Oh my level god, this looks like a Sesame God, Street character. What, what the it? fuck is this? <laughs> Eldritch abomination. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. Orbit's the like fuck, a weird. Man. But hell? I love. But my favorite is like back old. I don't even. I don't think he's still like this. But like, God, 10, 15 years ago, he was like Oscar the Grouch's color. He was like a, like a trash can I, green. He still kind of is. Is dude. he? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. This is. It's like oh, he, he doesn't like, look clean. <laughs> he looks he's like, like a uh, barf color. Exactly. It makes sense. Yeah, the trash exactly. cans, right? He's been yep. in the trash cans beating them together. <laughs> Listener, the the skin and fur of this weird creature uh, has the consistency of the spinach Popeye eats in all of those old <laughs> cartoons. Please don't yep. make me laugh. My yeah. chest hurts. <laughs> he does. In my household, this color is referred to as baby shit green. <laughs> it's yep. appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, yeah. yeah. That's right on the money. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's pretty jazzed. Okay. Wow. It's, uh, uh, yeah. it's going to be a good day. I thought that was a different team. Uh, that's really they're good. They're not a team anymore at all, are oh, the they? The Jazz? Oh. The Jazz? No, because... That's how little I know about sports. Are they? I don't even freaking know. <laughs> they were the Utah Jazz. The Utah they Jazz. They were that they, because yeah, they, they moved from... They still are? See, I don't know they basketball are, yeah. the, the, I think the only... Ba- I don't know anything about basketball, but I think the only basketball team that's not around there is the Supersonics. Supersonics? The Seattle those Supersonics? Are the, only, the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah, they're, I, don't, I know they're not a team anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, I what, what is Seattle now? Does Seattle have a team? Timberwolves, maybe? No, no, that's uh, that's Minnesota. Oh, is it? Okay, I don't know. I don't know anything about basketball other than I have a friend from Seattle. That's the only reason I know that. <laughs> yeah, on, I'm, I'm going to check on that so I don't look like an asshole. I've watched a lot of Frasier. That's how much I know about Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't really know anything about. I don't know hardly anything about basketball. I know very very little about football. I no only football. like tolerate baseball because it's. I mean, it's not. Yeah, people aren't like yeah, murdering each other on a I field know, playing I know. baseball I love and stuff. Baseball. So. baseball is my shit. 
I know lots about baseball. It's a good way to waste a couple hours watching something that you don't have to be like super, super, yeah, you know, dialed into to enjoy it. Well, the reason the reason I love it so much, I, I played baseball. I, I played baseball up until I was almost in the Little League World Series, as everybody's story Ooh. goes about when they were kids. Yeah, we were we were three games away, and I broke my collarbone diving for a ball, and uh, my team went to go on to the final round to get into the little league world series and we lost, but I became like the, the scorekeeper. What is it? Scorekeeper and statistician. And, uh, I, so I kept notes on all the games and I, that's how, what got me really into like understanding baseball. Oh, that's cool. Similar to how you almost made it to the little league world champions. I almost beat super Mario baseball in the GameCube, but always got fucked over <laughs> on that Damn. last level. So. Yeah, it was a hard level, dude. I get it. <laughs> You know what? You know what's real though is backyard baseball. You guys ever play that? You might uh, be too young. I played that on the yeah. I played that on the computer. The best. Yeah. Didn't it come? Didn't they have a version of it that came in like Cocoa Pebbles or something? Or I, I, I think, don't know. Yeah, why it was like literally. That. A, that's probably where I got it. Actually, that's such a good game. Yeah, like one of the mini CDs. It was one that was like mm-hmm. the size of a business card mm-hmm. type deal. So it was half a CD, yeah. and my mind was like, "How does this work? It doesn't connect all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't fit in my computer." Your math. I don't know, dude. I don't know computers at all. What do I look like? <laughs> Said the stay-at-home programmer. Shut up. <laughs> don't tell anybody that. I know, right? A lie. I had an interesting. I had an interesting experience recently. Well, firstly, did you guys ever watch Alien? I meant to ask. Uh, no, we did not end up watching Alien. Oh, uh, we're gonna have to do that like mother. soon. Otherwise, like you're fuckers. You're leaving. Damn it. Yeah, we couldn't meet up because we had a problem with the with the one of the only functioning vehicles here. And then my sister mm. was in the hospital for passing oh. out at work. So, oh, yeah, whatever. I guess that's reason enough. God just punched rabbit punched her in the back of the head and she fell over. <laughs> I guess I got to see the footage. It's funny. Why <laughs> was someone recording it? Like, is this like from a security camera or just yeah, from a security camera? Because she was at work when it happened. But she like they said she had a seizure or whatever. But she didn't, you know, I, what do I know? I know nothing about this kind of stuff, but she didn't flail like I was expecting her to. No, I mean, according to her, usually. according to her, she just uh, was in the middle of doing an activity and just passed out like mid turn and just fucking smacked her face on the concrete floor. Oof. And that's why she was all bruised up because she just like was in the middle of a turn and just went down. Damn. She looks like she got in in for two rounds with like 1980s Mike Tyson. That's what she looks oh, yeah. like. She looks like a prize she's fighter. Up, dude. <laughs> I mean, not anymore. She's fine now, but that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> she's permanently deformed. <laughs> okay. You didn't watch alien. Well, that's fine. So I, I went to the movie theater for the first time in, uh, in quite a while. I don't know the last time you guys have been to physically go to the movie theaters. I just, no, I just, uh, cause of COVID I think. And just, I don't know. I just, I, he's not he allowed within 500 Herman. feet of any movie yeah, theater. Not, yeah. Raymond is not allowed in movie theaters. I had to wear a mask guys. So no one knew who I was. Um, no, I went and saw smile. It's that scary movie. It's, it was fine. It was the movie was whatever. The movie was what it, it is what it was. So I get in and you pick your seat now. I'm sure you guys know you pick your seats. You don't get to just choose whatever seat you want. You have to like pick on a computer. Um, Wait, what? Yeah. So you you have you walk in now and you they show you a, a seating chart of the whole movie theater yeah. and you select whatever seats you want. It's we had been a party like that like, around here for like six years. Really? Oh, really? Celebration okay, is like that here in Lansing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not like that. I mean, that's like new. That's new around here and so i was like we had a party of seven so it's kind of it's hard to get seven seats all together to a newish movie yeah but they recline <laughs> no they don't ours do ours do uh when i was in germany i went to uh see a couple movies and uh yeah in germany you have an assigned seat like they just oh. give you 
Oh, is yeah, it like at the restaurants choose. where they just sit you next to a stranger without your consent or warning? <laughs> uh, like it says it on your ticket, like okay. what seat and oh, what okay. row you're supposed to go to. But yeah, anyways, keep going, Raymond. Okay, so I get in the theater and we're sitting down and we have this group of high school kids behind us and we're like, oh boy. And they just like, I get it. It's like the Netflix watchers in them and they're just commentating on the whole movie. They're just like, oh, what are they doing? Like out loud, like we're watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. They're just like commenting on the whole movie as we're watching the movie. And we're like, okay, this is weird. Whatever. We're just, I'm not going to tell them to be quiet because it is what it is. Then this group of girls down below start taking pictures of the screen. Like with Flash, they're like taking selfies, they're taking pictures of the movie screen, and nobody's saying anything. And we're like, okay, I mean, like, I guess we just have to be okay with this. Uh, it's, it is what it is. I'm not. We're not going to say anything. Then some kid lights up a cigarette, an actual cigarette, not a vape, but a real. <laughs> actual physical cigarette analog <laughs> nicotine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a bunch of people were already vaping which is it's so normal i didn't even say it i didn't even mention it in this story because it's so normal people are just hitting vapes and it's sort of light clouds and whatever this was like a physical actual cigarette and he just lit it up and started smoking in the movie theater and everybody started fake coughing at this kid he then like stands up and addresses the people and he was like i'm sorry everyone I've never tried cigarettes before, and I wanted to try it. So he chose the middle of a movie theater? <laughs> he chose the middle of a movie theater. In, an indoor movie theater. I don't fucking know. He's like, I'm sorry. I just wanted to try it. I'll put it out. And everybody starts clapping. And I don't know why they're clapping. I was like, this is the fucking weirdest movie theater experience. What? And I was like, that's got to be the pinnacle of this weird movie theater experience, right? No, I was wrong. This is a final. <laughs> and, I, and I'm wondering if, if, if we are in the wrong. Maybe this is a new thing. The movie ends, right? And the the credits start rolling. And in tandem, every person in this movie, granted it was a bunch of high school kids, a bunch of like, but all throughout, every single person just grabbed their popcorn and threw it at the movie screen. Every single person in the whole movie theater. I don't understand. Everyone was just like, yeah. And then they stood up and walked out. What? The fuck? <laughs> Why? That's such an asshole thing to do. That's what I said. Yes, none of you have kids that are teenagers yet or yes. have kids at all. No, teenagers are fucking assholes. We went to the but, corn maze in uh-huh. our town just over the weekend, and there are kids lobbing huge ears of corn. Just you can look up and see them flying, and they're tagging people with them in rows over. I mean, corn is not actually very safe to just oh, lob yeah. it like a hand. It hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's got some like, mass they had to call to it. paramedics. Several people got hurt pretty Holy decently. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Here's just a bunch of teenagers. I, I, I want to push back on this, my brother in Christ, because I too was a teenager <laughs> not that long ago. Uh, a scant, like, you know, maybe 10 years ago, not even. And mm-hmm. I not once did I lob a ear of yeah. corn at people. And I smoked cigarettes back then. Yeah, <laughs> but you didn't smoke at smoke a theater. <laughs> yeah, right? But, he but was the weird doing part... all the smoking with the cigarettes, but none of the hood rat shit. Yeah, right. Exactly. I assume this is like a TikTok thing, right? Right? Like, or like, I was like, was like, this a flash yeah. mob? Like, what? Yeah. Did I miss? I must have missed something, because there was easily 40 people in this in this uh, movie theater. <laughs> they all stood up and looked at Raymond and said, nobody would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're the future now boomer and yeah, they leave. seriously i was like i must be doing something wrong everybody th- this is what they do it was like the fucking spears from 300 the sky went dark <laughs> and it was just popcorn floating towards Holy the screen shit. and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> like i just it was 
But it, the only thing that really weirded me out was like everyone did it at the same time. So I'm like, this must be a movie theater thing. My sister worked at a movie theater and I was like that. I felt so bad for the person. I walked out and I was like, just want you to know that wasn't me. I didn't do any of that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel so bad for him. But I, I don't know if that's a thing people do now. So you guys will have to let me know. <laughs> I didn't do a shitty thing. for Knowing once, how I think, expensive yeah. popcorn at a movie theater is. What a <laughs> fucking waste of money. I took mine it home. Has, it has more upsell <laughs> value than cash. Caviar per pound, <laughs> and you're gonna throw it at the end of the production? Yeah, I do. I was mind blown. I don't understand. So you paid five and a half dollars for that fucking popcorn. Oh, it's eleven, eleven dollars oh, here. I was gonna yeah. say he was uh-huh. from San Diego, Jake. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. Do eleven. You, do you cut yeah. that in gold before you go in the theater? Yeah. Why is it eleven dollars, my good sir? Eight ninety nine for a small, nine ninety nine for a medium $11.99 for a large and you get a free refill so you get the large and then you can get a free refill on the large you get a free 14 cents worth of popcorn kernels (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah wow Wow. um that's bananas and Mm -hmm. i hate it yep um wow (laughs) i haven't gone i think the last movie honestly the last movie i went to i went and saw uh Dragon Ball Superhero was the last movie I went and saw, but I did that by myself and it was like a weekday night and it was a bunch of like dads my age with kids that are my kids age. It was a good time, but yeah, uh, I've never seen anything like that at a theater and maybe it's because I don't do opening night movies anymore or we usually wait till something's been out for several weeks or just the fact that we don't do it very often, but like all the theaters I go to, the people are usually pretty chill. I don't know. Maybe it's the type of theater, the area of town. Like we went to a theater when we were in Indianapolis for um, Gen Con. And it was like one of those really bougie dinner and a movie places where they had a really nice restaurant attached to it. And uh, they were small kind of boutique theaters. And they had a, uh, uh, from God's country of Texas was a new unique experience to me, like a large uh, gender, gender neutral bathroom, like a, a full, you know, gender neutral bathroom. But that place was super chill. Nobody was going to throw any popcorn there. The <laughs> tickets were cheap, honestly. The mm-hmm. popcorn and all the drinks and everything were cheap because the restaurant was expensive as fuck. Uh, but man, that was that was great. And I can't imagine spending all that money that it costs to go to a theater and just act an ass. Yeah. Because you go to a theater, you're going to spend at least 30 bucks a person out of pocket if you're going to eat anything, right? Oh, yeah. Why would you spend $30 to be an asshole? I don't get it. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And it's like, I, I mean, I'm whatever. I, it, it is what it is. But like they were talking behind me the whole time. So the whole movie was essentially ruined for me because they were commenting the whole time, like every time, like somebody would walk on screen and be like, oh, I know who that is. That that's dude's sister. And I'm like, no, it's not. Just watch the movie. It's just let's just get through this movie. Guys, shut up. <laughs> like it was it was, it was an, an odd experience. But I'm uh, I applaud your restraint, honestly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would have been I would have been all up in their shit. Like, I don't get yeah. to go out very often. You're going to ruin this night. Fuck you. As soon as somebody started lighting a cigarette, I would have gotten up out of my seat and been like, all right, I'm removing you from the theater myself. Yeah, then. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You get one of those million candle power flashlights and you keep it in your bag. And anybody <laughs> who's anytime somebody does that behind you, you just turn it and flash them and then you just yeah. blind them for the next 10 minutes. It's done. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, I don't know. You know who else got blinded <laughs> shortly before his death? <laughs> <laughs> Just pouring salt on the wound, my friend. 
There's a lot of wounds. He's in multiple pieces. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have As one Brelda of his pieces is going in my to pocket. be terrified to find out when she opens up that sheet that's currently sitting on the counter of the Rowdy Rockfish. Yeah. It's like somebody just upended a can of chunky soup. <laughs> <laughs> Furry chunky soup, even. Last week, the party mourned the loss of Yosef Lovkariki. No more will they be able to ask, what can the rat man do? What do the rat man taste like, more like? We should be asking ourselves, what did the rat man... What, what had the... Fuck, there was a joke there and I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> Moving what on. Did the rat we're we're, we're, we're going to move on. To what, what extent the did the rat man... Uh, after picking up the pieces, Solus nat 20, the perception check, and was able to find the secret door, and inside of it was a journal of Belcora's life. There was a few uh, books on spells, one of which contained the ritual to turn on the portals in the gauntlet. And finally, a very sinister volume. The Whispering Reeds was finally located in the restricted collection adjacent to uh, what you can only describe as a cathedral in the second basement of the gauntlet party made their way back home while in the process of doing so they saw a stranger outside of the town being harassed by the guards looked like a knoll of some sort the guards took him into custody and took him in for questioning and the party took the disembodied pieces of Yosef thank you to the rowdy rockfish and unceremoniously laid them on the bar and absolutely ruined that poor woman's day. As she realized what happens, the glass she's cleaning clatters to the floor, and we return to the sleepy seaside village of Otari, where all the women are strong, the men are good-looking, and the children are above average. Like, they're they're attractive? Like, what? Are you, what? <laughs> where are you going with Why that? Why are you asking such a thing, Micah? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's, I'm wondering where, where Trevor was question. going with that. Like, from Prairie Home Companion, Jesus. I'm not the bad guy here. Why don't you come have a seat over here? My name's Chris Hansen. Who'd you bring that pizza for? <laughs> I want it noted for the record. I'm still holding on to Yosef's tail. I'm going to make that ghost oh touch my with God. that. Perfect. <laughs> I still have uh, Yosef's foot, because I think it's the same thing as a rabbit's foot. Lucky That's going to give me good luck, but it's not. It's just going to oh, get I'm, gross. You should have waited half a second to say that because Michael probably would have spit his beer all over his yeah. screen. Yeah. Oh, he's crying over there. <laughs> so. Yuck it up, assholes. The <laughs> <laughs> so Brelda speechless. She can't even find the words to say after you've told her that Yosef has fallen in battle. She stands there, just staring at the stained, I guess it's like a, like a blanket almost, that he's been wrapped up in. It was Solus's cloak that he wears over yeah, his Yeah, uh... that's right. Solus's stained cloak. What happened? What? I, I talked to him this morning. If it's any consolation, he didn't see it coming. <laughs> Fuck. Bill stifles his laughter. <laughs> Jesus. <Trevor does> not. <laughs> Jesus, a hero point for Asmordrin right there. <laughs> Everybody copes in different ways. Yeah, right? <laughs> Except for Asmordrin, who's not coping at all. 
<laughs> he barely oh, knew the guy. Yeah, I, was just like, I met you like exactly. two days ago. Yeah, he has very little emotional connection. <laughs> I, I guess that, that's that's better than dreading it. But I feel like he would have wanted to meet his death on his feet. He, if it's any consolation, he did die fighting. I. But then why didn't he see it coming? <laughs> well, you see, there was this weird fairy thing, and Bill starts explaining it verbatim. I am imagining the Pepe Silva meme, and he's like, there's this weird fairy <laughs> thing. <laughs> 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 what? What took him? What was it? I think it's best that you don't know. First my last, and now Yosef. It's the closest thing I had left to a family. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. If if you wish, I can bury him right now. Do you have any idea what his final wishes were? No. I figured that if I knew that, it might mean that I might lose him too. I knew he held Phrasma herself in very high regard. So whatever you would do to make sure that nothing would make him rise again would probably be what he wanted. All right. Uh, what would I know about Ferasm and burial rituals? You can roll a religion check on that, buckaroo. Hell yeah. We should bury him with his pots and pans. <laughs> oh, so maybe, maybe some of 10? his tea. Mm-hmm. He loved his tea. He did love his tea. Damn it. Uh, that is a four for a 14. You would assume that they like to be buried in the ground. Okay. You've got nothing else, though. Maybe maybe Vandy would be the one to ask. Sure. Can, can I can I see him one last time? Brelda, I really do not think that is a good idea. There's really not a lot left. It's yeah. mostly kind of a stew. I, I never got to see Lasta before I lost him. I didn't see my son for five years before he disappeared. I guess I have this morning, though. When he was happy and vibrant. I trust you, Solus. I will not do this to myself again. I need you. Uh, please lock up. I need to go. I, I have to be somewhere. And she just walks where she's still got the dish rag in her hand. And she walks around the bar and to the door, opens it and walks out leaves the door wide open. She's heading southwest in the direction of the Dawnflower. Well, I think she took that rather well. (laughs) Jesus Christ, tummy mouth. (laughs) As Mordrin has a plus one to diplomacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't have a negative. Read the room. (laughs) That, um, that could have gone worse, but now I wonder what she's meaning to do. Does she... Plan on going to see uh, uh, Vandy Banderdash? Yos. Oh, I was going to say Yosef would know. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, he would not know. <laughs> Oops. He would. Yeah. Yosef yeah. knows nothing now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't have the keys to this place. I'm not able to lock up. Well, I, I have I have my room key here still. So. Oh, okay. Okay. You also would have Yosef's. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's somewhere in the slurry. We pickpocketed him before. All right, so it's still relatively early in the day. I think it's probably about six o'clock. Mm-hmm. You have some rat chum uh, wrapped up in a tarp. 
There's a tiny shovel in Yosef's room. There's a bunch of cooking utensils in this kitchen. What's the plan? We should bury him. I have a regular size shovel at home. That's why you don't have to use Yosef's teeny tiny shovel. There's probably a regular size shovel there. If I had to take a guess. I don't want to steal it. She's a dwarf, so probably not. Yeah. No, no, I mean at graveyard. Oh, true. But... The place where they bury people. They probably have burying accoutrement. There's a... I'm I'm remembering incorrectly. You'll be allowed (laughs) inside that cemetery. Now, I, I kind of assume that even at, you know, graveyards, they're not necessarily keen on people simply showing up, digging holes and putting people <laughs> in the ground there. I assume there's some I mean, kind of formality. We've done it before at that graveyard. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> we're a regular site there. Yeah, we right? actually do it more frequently than most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Y'all reburied like a dozen people about a week ago. So mm-hmm. we did. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think nobody here actually did any of that. Yosef's dead, and I know that Tovin helped Yosef. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. else helped rebury the dead. Nope, it's just me. Or was. Yeah. We were going to bury somebody. We were going to bury Kyle, but we couldn't. We had to bury him somewhere else. Yeah. Me and Yosef. All right. Now, Billiam, why don't you grab some of his pots and pans and... You got a stew going. Bury him with bury his them. pots and pans, yeah. Yes. I agree. Yes. Yeah. All right. And I go, and, and as and, and as Mordrin did say, we should bury him with his tea. He loved his tea. So I grab I grab uh, pots and pans and a couple bags of tea and make my way to the graveyard. Uh, let me let me go get his dressing gown. He was very fond of that. I think he would appreciate being being buried in that. How are you gonna put him in that? He doesn't exactly have all of his limbs to, you know. I don't know. Well, if God must know, I just planned on throwing it in the hole with the oh, <laughs> with the soup. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> Put it in the soup as garnish. I like it. What you should do is just pour me into a pot and then just bury that. Preserve me for the ages. It's the like how they cook pork in, in Hawaii. Oh yeah, man. Like underground do a luau with Hell yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Gross. I love it. <laughs> so, are you guys gonna have like a ceremony or something for poor little rat boy? Yeah. I feel like my family should be there. So I, Bill gathers his family and kids because they knew Yosef, or at least of him. Raju, look at the chum in the hole. That was my friend Yosef. <laughs> this is his foot. <laughs> look, it's your favorite color, pink. Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, dig a hole and um, lay his uh, body in it, still wrapped up in my cloak. And um, as Mordron, I know you didn't know him well, but this is a very difficult moment for Billiam and myself. Billiam, would you like to say anything? Well, I guess I don't really know what I would say. My family's been traveling around from town to town just trying to figure out where we fit in, where we could have a purpose. Once we came to town, I I saw little Yosef and Solus and my other friends. And I feel like I found that purpose. Yosef was always so nice to us. He fed us. He gave us a reason to get up and go do stuff throughout the day. Obviously, I want to help this town, but I couldn't have done it without without him. I'm really going to miss him. But I hope wherever he is now, he's smiling and he's happy. Thank you, Billiam. Yosef. My my words are escaping me at the moment. 
You made this town a home for me. You welcomed me. You made me feel at peace. And because of you, I want to protect this town. I promise you, Yusuf, that until my dying breath, I will see that Otari is safe and that no harm will come to its people except over my dead body. And Solus bows his head to pray. For Asma, ancient knower of all, shepherd your servant Yosef as he makes his final journey to your side, and be with us the living as we carry his torch towards our final victory. For the security of Otari and the vanquishing of Belcora. Amen. Okey-dokey. You have laid your good friend Yosef to rest, but it's very possible that you have a new good friend banging around in the garrison. Yeah, I'd like to go there before we uh, go to bed for the night. No, no, no. Let's have a whole nother episode with Jake hardly in it. It'll make it much easier for editing. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I could just go back to playing video games. It was fun. <laughs> I had a dream the other day that like we did an episode and I only did the opener and I didn't say another thing the whole time. I'm like, this is going to be really weird. <laughs> the players GM the game in my dream. Exactly, right? That's how you know it's a dream. Yeah, right. So you've done all this. It's uh, it's probably fairly late now after digging the hole and all that. Uh, by the way, did we see uh, Brelda, like where she was going as we were going to the graveyard? Because it is right next to the Dawnflower Library. Uh, you have not seen her at all. Okay. I would imagine it's probably pushing 10 o'clock by the time this is all done. Because it's, I mean, okay. even with a couple of big yeah. strong guys digging a six foot hole, it's going to take some time. Yeah. Uh... And then all the preparation that she wanted to do and whatnot, it's probably going to be 9.30, 10 o'clock p.m. by the time you're finished. So it is late. What is it that you do? Are you going to head to the garrison? Are you going to call it a night and then head to the garrison in the morning? Are you going to forego this knoll to his own devices and continue to explore the gauntlet as a three stack instead of a four stack? <laughs> Third option would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to pull a stemming the tide for a couple episodes and have three people get murdered instead of four people get murdered. <laughs> um, I think, oh, Bill's not, Bill's pretty hurt. Bill would probably want to go home before potentially encountering anybody and just getting a night's sleep and then meeting up with you guys in the morning. Um, but if you guys want to go to the garrison before, I can meet up with you guys in the morning. Well, I, I don't think anything's going to happen at the garrison tonight. I mean, most people have gone home. He's just going to be in a cell, so yeah. I don't really see it as productive. What if he needs his sleep, you know? All right, uh, we'll meet in front of the garrison first thing in the morning. It's going to be a, a hungry morning for old Bill, because we're not going to have Yosef's food. Yeah, we don't know if Beralda's going to be down for cooking. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when... uh. Solus and Asmordrin make it their way back to the Rowdy Rockfish. There's nobody there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to unlock the door and go in and feeling kind of awkward. It's eerily quiet. Asmordrin just looks at Solus. Well, I hope she didn't do anything rash. Well, anyways, I'm off to bed. You have a good night, Solus. <laughs> uh, thank you, Asmordrin. Um, uh, good night to you as well. Maybe now we can host breakfast at Bill's house and Yvette can cook for everyone. Breakfast at Billiams? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, as, as Mordra and I, I 
do not believe it would be untoward for us to remain here for the time being. Um, I'm going to maintain my quarters upstairs if you choose to as well. Well, I, I don't see why I wouldn't. That would seem exceedingly cruel if she lost someone close to her and then we're like, all right, we're out. Good luck filling your rooms later. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, especially since Yosef was giving her additional money and stuff to try to keep her going. But I still wonder where she went. We'll have to keep an eye out for her. Yes, I'm also worried yes. about breakfast. Yes. <laughs> Has she returned by the morning? That they can tell? Are we? If we're going to jump right to the morning. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you wake up and the tavern is exactly the way that it was when you went to bed last night. Okay. Um, I suppose I get up at my normal time. Um, I go down to the, uh, to the kitchen. Are there any dishes I could do? Just something to uh, help straighten up since Joseph yeah, is here. She was, she was finishing with the glassware. Well, there's not much left, but she did not complete it. And the glass that she dropped to the ground broke that needs to be cleaned up as well yeah i'm gonna find a broom and dustpan and uh you know clean that up just to make something easier for her that's nice that's real nice as you guys clean up and leave i i imagine you'd find you know some oats or something you could you could cook up real quick i don't know how good either of you are at cooking or if you are capable of it in any way but uh you could have a, a pretty spartan breakfast and head out to the garrison all right. Uh, yeah, we, just uh, heading straight over. We will meet right there. Is Billiam? Billiam, what's your thing for the morning? What's your, what's your plan? Yeah. Billiam's there. Billiam's early because uh, he, he woke up and decided to work out a little bit to hopefully uh, get some more meat on his bones. Um, and woke up, couldn't sleep very well because of everything that happened yesterday. So he woke up, got a workout in, and then he is waiting outside of the garrison Um when he sees Solus and as Mordred walk up, maybe finishing a bite of his breakfast that he took to go, maybe some some biscuits that Yvette gave him, and just finishing them up on when they walk up. Hi guys, uh, how did you that, sleep? What, what were you eating? That looked that looked good. What was the biscuits, guys? I mean, I never wanted to say this because Yosef was an incredible cook, but Yvette is a great cook, guys. You should try cooking sometime. Oh, excellent. Yes, I, I would be fine meeting for breakfast there in the mornings when we get up. Yeah, I haven't told her about it at all, but I'm sure <laughs> there needs to be no question asked. <laughs> Having a wife in real life, as Raymond, I know, running things by them is never a thing that needs to happen. So That's not really necessary. Show up tomorrow morning. <laughs> Editor's <up> note, <laughs> as of the release of this episode, Raymond is now divorced. <laughs> <laughs> Since this episode, we have people coming over every morning for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> the um, whole friend 10 crew has moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, we'll, we, I will tell her when I get home tonight. It'll be great. Also, this is a biscuit. Do you want a little bite? Oh, sure. I've never had a biscuit. Give me some of that mustard on my biscuit. And... <laughs> <laughs> I break two pieces off, one for Asmore and one for Solos. I hand them the biscuit. Oh, thank you. Uh, Solus just nibbles on it. He's not terribly hungry. Are, are you, are you going to finish that, Solus? <laughs> Billiam, I appreciate it, but um, I'm not very hungry this morning. And I'm going to uh, give it to... You hear um, the tummy mouth say, Mordren. Feed me, Solus. <laughs> 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 now then, I, I honestly have no idea what to expect when we go into the garrison. Um, 
I don't believe this thing to be hostile, but remain on your guard. As Morgan, did you say you whispered something to him yesterday when you saw? Oh him? yeah, I just wanted to see if he could hear me. He was actually oh, sorry, quite, I thought you guys per- quite perceptive. Okay, I thought. Sorry, I thought you guys talked. My bad. And I, I think, I think we should expect to encounter a lot of hostility. That that guard captain was very, very unfriendly. True. Well, let's go see him. Bill makes his way to the front door. You make your way in, and uh, it's probably about 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, so pretty much everybody is there, and uncharacteristically so, Lytus is already there. And he looks like somebody shat straight in his Cheerios and force-fed them to him. He is angry-looking. He is. Uh, he looks tired. Uh, he looks like he did not have a good night, and everything that he expected did not go according to plan. What did you want? Good morning, Mr. Longsaddle. Here, cause more trouble. I certainly hope not. Uh, We were just wishing to uh, to um, inquire about your um, new prisoner inmate. Is that the correct word? The knoll who was uh, who you brought in yesterday. Uh, I was forced to release him this morning, and there was nothing I could hold him on. Really? Oh, I'm sorry. How long ago is this? Because I've been standing outside for a good 15 minutes. Mm. Oh, three in the morning, 3 a.m. Oh, fuck. No, I was asleep. Set about. And I didn't discuss this with his player at all. (laughs) No, he did not. (laughs) You, the listener. (laughs) This is news for me, too. Uh, Would you mind sharing under what conditions you released him? Was this a demand from the mayor? No reason to hold him. He wasn't actually doing anything wrong. So he was arrested for being a knoll? <laughs> yeah, he got a DWG driving while knoll. Is there any indication of where he was going when you let him go? Did he mention anywhere in particular? Last saw him skulking about the mayor's house, so I imagine that's the direction he went, but... I couldn't rightfully tell you. I warned him to stay out of town. We'd get him for something, but I don't know. He's here for a reason, I'm sure. You don't exactly pass through Otari. It's not really on the way from anywhere to Absalom. We're off the beaten path. He's got to be here for some reason. I just don't know what it is. Indeed. All right. Well, uh, we will certainly not cause you any further trouble. If the, the, the two of you wish, we can take our leave and go to the mayor's house. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent idea. I bet that creepy little girl will know where he's at. Also, cheer up, Buttercup. And Bill grab, reaches in his pocket and grabs a biscuit and tosses it to Lytus as he makes his way out. <laughs> he catches it in his mouth like a cocker spaniel. <laughs> you, you had more of those? <laughs> uh, I had a couple. Just I don't know what, if maybe we was going to give one to the knoll, uh, but he's not here. So I only have one left. I feel like I should save it. Tummy mouth kind of opens and closes sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, also, yeah, Phil's, uh, Bill's, uh, Bill's, uh, Phil, I heard feed me and then Phil, uh, (laughs) Bill's thought process of meeting a new character is, want some food? (laughs) Just feed it, I guess, so. I mean, that normally works. Yeah? Yeah. Works for me, really. Yeah, yeah, same. Do you want to be my friend? Give me food. Okay, so you guys head towards the mayor's house. As you make your way there. You pass by the market. It's on the way. And you see 
a knoll wandering around the market stalls, looking at fresh produce. Holding an iced coffee. <laughs> Hair wearing, and a bun. Wearing Uggs. <laughs> no, he's got a he's got a Karen show me your manager haircut, is what he's got. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. He's got his iced coffee. The ears back. And what hello, do you do? You, you, Noel, Noel. Uh, he picks his head up and looks in your direction, knowing that he's probably the only one you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Has murdered waves. He waves like back. Like Forrest Gump. It's got like those half closed eyes and his mouth kind of always hangs open and looks like he's kind of always smiling a little bit and gives you like a little tiny wave with a wry smile. Perhaps a microwave. Describe this knoll again real quick for those who may have missed it last week. Uh, he is roughly about six feet tall. Knolls are hyena-like creatures. Um, so he's got like an elongated snout, large rounded ears much bigger than like a normal dog's and uh are those called digitigrade legs that bend like that i don't remember um uh, that sounds familiar reg- um but yeah uh for what it's worth though he does have real big teeth and he also has uh unnaturally long arms for a knoll with unnaturally long gleaming claws and one of the eyes, particularly his left one, is a different color. He has a regular, like, brownish-yellow eye that you would expect a canine to have. But his left eye is a vibrant purple color. Ooh. Trust in just, like, planes traveling close. Not a lot to his name in terms of, like, items. But, you know, he's got a pack and bag, a, a modest amount of gear and some money. He's taking a bite out of an apple as he approaches you guys. Bags the core. Greetings. Oh, howdy. How, how do you do? Good now that the town has let me out on bail. Especially since I don't believe I did anything wrong. Yeah, no, no, that the, the fellow basically told us he, he arrested you because you were a nor. Mm. Yeah, really not cool. Also, I see you've already eaten, but my wife made biscuits. Do you want one? Ooh, thank you. <laughs> and he gobbles it up happily. He is I still kind of hungry. I look at his board and I told you it would work. I've never tried that before. It is very effective. <laughs> he looks like he wants more. Oh, it seems you aren't <laughs> carrying the bag of meat that you had earlier. Oh, oh yes, we, we had to bury that. It was going mm-hmm. to start to smell. Yes, I could sense a profound amount of sadness coming from each of you. Anyway, I wanted to extend my apologies for interfering with your mayor I wasn't trying to intrude I just feel a strong pull to that household something from a plane beyond mortal existence calls to me for why I don't know to that household specifically oh yes I can hone it in directly there is one entity inside I felt it in my dreams and my travels southward. It's why I've been pulled here. I, I think he's talking about Osef's daughter. Yeah, I, probably his I, little uh, girl. Yes, I, I agree. So it is a little child. Okay. Yeah. That is what I had originally assumed. Something in the plane of dreams is reaching out at night while I sleep. Or sometimes, just in the middle of the day while my thoughts wander. I can hear a voice 
something who knows, or someone who knows a little too much, for some reason, and it's the only kind of direction at this point that I have, so I traveled here, talking around with some of the locals. It seems that you have assumed a kind of stewardship or protection of the town in the midst of some crisis, and it was one of your compatriots who has fallen in battle who you had to unfortunately bury last night while I was being jammed up. That is correct, yes. I I must confess, I'm not quite sure what you mean by these this plane of dreams or anything about that, but you speak of one who has uncanny knowledge. I, I do believe that would be the mayor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, yes. Well, you see, I too am somebody who possesses a type of uncanny knowledge, so to speak, and can access a different type of plane, one where this girl seems to draw her power from, or at least some of her knowledge, whether it comes from her willingly or unwillingly. She is tapped into the plane of dreams. A psychic plane that all mortal life seems to be at least slightly attuned to, but this girl, you say, she is very, very strongly attuned. She reaches out, like I said, I do not know willing or unwillingly, and seems to pull at the unseen and grasp knowledge that she should not have. At least so I have gathered. Yes, that would be correct. Now, I... It is true that we just lost a friend of ours, and I... I would prefer not to get another person involved in our very dangerous business. But if you wish, we can uh, introduce you to the mayor, and perhaps you can meet his daughter. Though I would recommend not opening the conversation with that business with the uh, plane of dreams. Hmm. Well, this is very fortuitous. You know, I'm looking for some place that I was trying to call home in, not to lean too hard into stereotypes like your, I don't know, town god chief, whatever he is, seems to like to do, but... As a matter of fact, I am in search of a home and a pack, so to speak. Some new friends and a new place to settle down for a while. And and he looks out towards the coast and the the beautiful Mediterranean climate and ocean that is overtaking us, even in the, the wintry months here in Otari. This seems like as good a place as any to settle down, at least temporarily. But there seems to be... Um an issue with a nearby cape with some eerie building giving off and he points weird green glow. Indeed. I like him soulless. Can we keep him? You know what they say. Uh, when we, uh, when you lose one, it's best to get another one right away. <laughs> I look at the Null, which I don't think he said his name yet, and I go, I just want you to know that normally people that are with us die. So you have to be okay with that possibility. My dear boy, that is a fact of my life ever since I've been born. I'd be more worried for your safety now that I'm here. I don't like him, Asmordrin. Send him back. (laughs) Asmordrin leans over to the knoll and says, To be fair, about 50-50 of the deaths have been caused by them, so I don't know how true that is. (laughs) 
I seem to have heard somebody, a gnome of sorts with walking chairs in the market square, talking about how there was a keep and ghost laser beams. Whatever that means, I wish to know more. Would you take me to this Osif and his creepy child? I wish to meet them both. Indeed, indeed. Well, I can do. Mm-hmm. I can do better than that. And I'll hand him over the whispering reeds. This book's full of information. You'll, <laughs> you'll be able to get everything you want to know. Uh, yeah, as as Mortran, perhaps, perhaps we had uh, better keep that between us for the moment. <laughs> oh, it was well, old on that one. It, yes, it, it is. It is nothing against you, Mister. Um, I'm. I'm sorry. What is your name? Uh, well, you see, my. Original birth name was given by my mother in no tradition, so it's kind of... My name is... I call myself Cecil, but my original name was Little Thistle. What do you like to be called? Uh, just so you know, that's not really just an old tradition. Most most races do that. When you're born, oh. your mother names you. It's it's pretty common, I, actually. Oh, uh, well, I wasn't talking about that convention of it, but I prefer to be called Cecil. Okay. Cecil. I could do that. Very well. Very well. Then uh, I, I guess like a f- text flashes at the bottom of the screen. Cecil has joined the party. Yeah. And, like some uh, like <laughs> right. triumphant music plays. Yeah. As as we walk towards the mayor, uh, Bill looks at Cecil and goes, you, you nailed it on the head when you said ghost lasers. That's it. That's I mean, you got it all. The whole sentence. That's done. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing I else was to- really thinking because it was a second hand account at a minimum that there would have been some lost, but that's really just it. There is a, it's a okay. laser. There's mm-hmm. a laser, and then there's ghosts at the in, in it and at the end of it, and then there's go there's a laser and ghosts, and that's about that was it. There's no step three. There's no yeah. step three. Nope. Huh. I I also have yet to see this ghost laser Cecil, so I I just well, have their accounts to go for. I don't want to say I hope I see it, but. It surely is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, I'm sure. I wouldn't mind I've never heard it. of that anywhere else. Have any of you? I hadn't until I saw it. And then hmm. I saw it. Interesting. Oh, and uh, by way of introduction, my name is Solus Poenitentis. This is uh, Billiam Thwump. I gesture towards Billiam. And this is Asmordrin. Just Asmordrin, as far as I know. Yes. And this and is Mugwort. Mugwort. <laughs> Mm, delightful to meet all of you. Like I said, my name is Cecil. I'm from the wilderness in into the north around Galt. But if any of you are familiar with that area of town and the Grey Gardeners, I may <gasps> or may not have run afoul of somebody who had a high position in that court and I was scheduled to be executed by a final blade. The crossover reference. However, I was able to uh, persuade my way out. That being said, I don't think they're happy about it. So I decided to make myself scarce and keep moving. And now I'm here with all of you. uh, That is a very interesting story. Um, And uh, as I assume we're approaching the mayor's house... So what what sort of skills would you say that you have? You're obviously very well-traveled. Hmm. Well, uh, and he reaches to his back, and on his um, uh, bag tied to the side of it, 
I lied. He does have uh, an, uh, one piece of equipment. Um, he has a a staff that looks like a charred piece of firewood, um, still glowing with red embers and cracks going up and down it, like an ashy finish to the edges and bottom of it. And he says, well, I have this warm stick I use in case of emergency, but if things get too close, I've always had these. And he looks down to his hands, which I don't know if anybody has the ability to... um, detect this or notice it just by glancing, but just so I let everybody know, my uh, claws are technically uh, cold iron, for what it's worth. Ooh. But mostly, I use my mind. It's excellent. That is excellent. We, until just a few days ago, we had a friend who... Never mind. The point is, your skills are very welcome. I understand. But for what it's worth, I hope I can be of some kind of use. I have a certain amount of interesting magical abilities, but all tied to a different type of magic than people are typically used to. Nor magic, I've heard of that. Not yet. (laughs) I'm not high enough level to have that feel. (laughs) Oh yeah, in terms of... um of uh, uh, this is going to sound weird, but if you had to rate yourself on a scale of one to ten, what number would you be? Like just in general, how can you ask no, someone like, that? Like what are you talking your, about? His ability to cook? How fast your he abilities, is? What does that even mean? In your abilities, um, and maybe just uh, the uh, keeping yourself alive and uh, other attributes that you may possess. Oh, okay, I see. You're asking what my magical abilities are, whether or not I have the ability to defend myself or heal you or something like that. Yeah. Well, in case it ever became important, and he reaches into his bag and pulls out a healer's kit, he's like, I did actually do some time at a cosmic caravan camp as a (laughs) field medic for some time. And picked up some information there. In terms of taking care of myself, my mind and my emotions are much more dangerous than any weapon I could possibly hold. Like, unleash your most devastating attack on Billiam here. Let's let's see what happens. Oh, well, I don't... Let's not do that. But... <laughs> that would really hurt a lot. Yeah. Um... Oh, no, let's do it. I want to see so- this. <laughs> so that's great. And if you had to denote that with a number, are you thinking like four or five or where are you I'm the living? same level as you, right? Are you? Okay, just make <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I was like, I hope he's not starting at level one or two. That would suck. No. no okay. I would quit. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck what, you, Trevor. I, yeah, I wanted to make sure. That would be bad. Okay. So, no, uh, for everybody who's listening, just so we can get out of the way and everybody's not asking questions, I am a psychic. Huh. So... He's a sidekick. All right. You heard it here first. He is a sidekick. He is not the main character. So, and I did take the medic archetype because uh, I need to be able to heal you motherfuckers. Because mm-hmm. we uh, we might die in here if I don't do that. And uh, when you pick a sidekick, you get a subconscious mind and a conscious mind that kind of affect what type of character, uh, magically speaking, you are. So for my unconscious mind, I have or subconscious mind, I have emotional acceptance. So it makes it so that my key ability score is charisma, and that's what I 
cast and, and channel my spells with. Um, and he gets a crappy heal with it. I do get a crappy heal. Uh, I get Restore the Mind. The ally regains hit points equal to two plus double my level. So that's so there's 10, that. 10 points right there right now. Yeah. And I think it reduces, uh, gives him a bonus to mental saves. saves uh, mental plus effects. one status bonus against mental effects. Yeah. So that's really neat. I can do that uh, once every 10 minutes to a person. That's just an action. While that's pretty you cool. you have your psyche unleashed. That's the only time yes, you can do it. That is, yeah. Uh, and I have Oscillating Wave as my uh, conscious mind. Uh, basically, any time that I start doing magical damage, I have to choose whether or not I'm taking energy or adding energy to it, uh, or that translates to cold damage or fire damage. Ooh. And the feature of that is that while my psyche is unleashed, it changes one of the cantrip spells that I get, um, or it, it charges a different cantrip, uh, produce flame and ray of frost which makes their damage die when I'm doing that uh, in a melee sense if I amp it from D4s to D12s. Damn. Yeah, it's a big oh, deal. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. All right, so you guys are going to head up to Menheme's Manor. Mm. Yeah, sure are. Uh, I was not expecting visitors this morning. I doubt the mayor was either. What can I tell him the nature of this visit would be? And it seems you've brought a large furry friend with you. Oh yes, he he would like to see the neighbor, the mayor's daughter. Uh, well, uh, it, it, most importantly, first off, we we have some tragic news about a member of our party. I I would prefer oh, to share that with the mayor personally. I will I will let the mayor know that you're coming to talk to him about a party. I'll be right back. And he you know disappears into the house comes back out. The mayor will see you now, after about two minutes. And you know the way. Head on in, go to a study. Opulent, fire crackling. It's the first part of the day, so I believe that means this is uh, town business and business business is in the evening. Oh, yes, gentlemen. What? What? What do I have the pleasure of speaking with you about today? I see you brought a new friend. Is this the one that... I heard was skulking about the property, according to. It is. Uh, yes. Threats far too yes. much. Uh, yes. He had the misfortune of running into Lydas last night. Um, I believe he is a friend. His name is uh, Cecil. He reaches out his hand. Cecil, well, welcome to Otari. Very, very glad to always have new types of people join our little community. Haven't seen a knoll here in some seven to ten years. Mm, Well, I just so happened to be traveling in this direction when I felt a call to your cute little town on the coast. I have been told that you have a daughter who is gifted in a certain way that I too may be gifted in, and I feel like I have been called here. I wish, if only for a moment, to meet her and see oh, yes, what she's daughter, like. Alicia is quite a gifted dancer. I can, I can go get her. Give me just a moment. Thank you. And uh, Steck, he, he tells us, Stecken, Stecken, go, go fetch Alicia. Yeah, yes, sir. I'll be right back with her. And Stecken disappears into the other room, and, you know, you have some time probably before he comes back with the girl. 
Now, this um, is a very fine little town. He seems like a very kind and caring man, if not exceptionally you know, nervous and the mayor fraught is still with there, grief. Just so you're aware. Stecken disappeared. The mayor is still here. Oh, okay. I'm just cool. talking to them. Or, I mean, I guess I'll... I, I, let me let me rephrase that. I'll say that to um, Solus. I imagine he's closest to me. Okay, Because he cool. was talking to me the most. Sure. And I will... I'll say what Sorry, I just fucking Jesus. said. Yes, it's... It, it has been a difficult couple of weeks for all of us. The mayor is... As I'm sure you can imagine, being the leader of this small town during this very tumultuous time. He has a lot on his plate at the moment. Understood. Oh, oh yes, between the, the ghost laser, the, the, the grave knight, and the the uh un, the faceless stalkers, it's yeah, it's it's pretty awful here actually. Oh my Yes. yes. Uh now Osif, I, I did have one more thing I wanted to tell you. It I'm afraid that last night in yesterday's venture into the godlight, poor Yosef fell in battle. Yosef, he's, he's gone? We so buried him this morning. Claims another. I heard of... I heard of Tovin's end as well. Two and... Indeed. Less than a week. Is it worth it? To continue? Should we just let sleeping dogs lie? How many more have to die? I worry that it is only going to get worse if we do not do anything. I consider Yosef and Tovin as friends, and they've already been willing to sacrifice their lives for us. I must be willing to do the same for everybody else here. If we don't kill them, we're going to kill us. I suppose you're right. This fell business does not fill me with joy, I will say. I do not relish the fact of you returning and potentially finding that another has been lost to the creatures below. Well, oh, I, hear, I think they're coming. I can hear them coming down the stairway. And you can hear the, you know, Stecken's footfalls and then some lighter footfalls coming down the hallway. And in comes a girl that you do not recognize. Uh, Alicia, yes, I, there's... This, this gentleman here says he's looking for somebody with a gifted talent. I could only assume he meant you. She's she's an absolutely wonderful dancer. She's been training since she was but uh, could barely walk, haven't you, Alicia? She looks at me, yes, yes, father, I have. It's 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 so nice to be able to perform for people too. And she just starts very gracefully doing ballet in front of all of you. Like it was nothing, and she is very, very good. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, Cecil will watch and smile and, you know, cheer. Tell her that she did a really good job. That was absolutely fantastic. So is this, Thank this you. what you were looking for, Cecil? And he's going to... to uh, he's going to just kind of like, you know, finish regarding her and clap and smile and turn to him and be like, Do you have any other children? There is somebody else oh. here. Oh, I have... know it. You can't hide it from me, I've got two Yosef. other boys and one other girl. I said you None of them are mm. particularly gifted in any craft or expression or art. Oh, I'm not here for somebody who is gifted in a, a particular skill. 
or, or, or activity. No. There is somebody in this household who has an innate connection to a different place, much like me. Uh, and I wish I really to meet them. don't know who you would be talking about. My daughter says strange things from time to time, but many children do. Ooh, the little girl. I believe that is who I've been told about. I think she Almost fits the bill. on cue. A little girl that Solus and Asmordrin and Billion would recognize as creepy old Doriana pops into the room. Ooh, is that a puppy man? <laughs> you look so fluffy. Can I pet you? And he says, of course. And he'll just like lay down on the ground. Daddy, daddy, can I keep him? And for what it's worth, he's very soft. And she like kind of nuzzles herself into your back and she's like all cuddly. And she's like, you're a very good boy. You're a very, very good boy. He starts kicking the floor. He died for you, you know, they're, they're still looking, but he did it for you. And who wouldn't? You're such a good boy. And he's scratching your chin and the back of your head and your neck. Mm-hmm. And then he looks up at Osif and he's like, yes, her. I have heard tell I've of never you. heard of you before, but you seem very nice. I'm very glad to have met you. Tell me, Doriana. Yes, is that my name's name? Doriana Manhamis. My name Hi, is Cecil. Cecil. Can we be friends? Yes, we can. I'd like to ask you a question. Who told, Who told you that? that? Yes. Where do you get the information? Oh, you tell I just, everyone. I just hear it. But, but sometimes, sometimes the colorful man comes and talks to me in my room. And we'll see you next week. What? Colorful man. That's, that's weird. Who is is weird? Colorful (laughs) man. man. Okay. Oh man, are we, are we fully bringing in the king and yellow (laughs) under this? (laughs) We are dead. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening.